righty. Hello. <laughs> I don't know why I do that. Uh, anywho, hey guys, this is From My Chair with Carlos. Today's special guest is my daughter, Brittany, again. We're going to break down side two of Pink Floyd's album, The Wall. Join us. Stay tuned, guys. Alrighty, guys. Hello again, and welcome to From My Chair with Carlos. Thank you for finding us. Please subscribe to the channel and turn on your notifications so you don't miss a single episode. I'm here with my daughter, Brittany. Brittany, how you doing? Hi, good. How are you? Long time no see, man. A whole week. A whole week. That's too long. <laughs> I need you in my life more, kiddo. Uh, so, anywho, let me catch everybody up. Uh, my daughter, Brittany... Um, I, again, growing up, I try to have Brittany expose her to great music and film that I think she should know about. And one of the albums that I've been trying to get her to listen to from beginning to end was Pink Floyd's The Wall. Uh, one of my favorite albums of all time. But again, Pink Floyd is so awesome that The Wall is probably, like I said on my, our last episode, like my third favorite Floyd album. Right. Because Animals and Wish You Were Here is just, and then Dark Side of the Moon. And is this just so much good Floyd stuff out there. So if you were listening to our first episode, what we did was we we're going to get Britney's reaction and my follow up with how the song still or the music still hits me all these years later, because I've heard this album, I don't know, a million times. And I want to play the song and then Brittany will react to how you feel about it. And again, if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. I get it. Uh, and then I'll just give my two cents worth of what I think it how again, how it still affects me. Um, unfortunately, we won't be able to play the music for you guys to hear, but just follow along because I do this with some of my favorite YouTubers. They'll like react to a show or an album and I just listen to it on my end and then listen to them talk about it. So that's what we're going to do here. So I will introduce each song and then push play and then <clears throat> push, excuse me, push pause on our podcast, listen to the song, then push play on our podcast. You'll hear the reaction and it lines up pretty, pretty easily, right? Yeah. I thought the last one was really good. I thought it was awesome. So yeah, so again, so Pink Floyd, The Wall has so many classics, Brittany, that you're going to you're gonna recognize some of the more songs on site too, I think, especially with probably their all-time greatest song they've ever written, which was Comfortably Numb, which oh, is a yeah. pure collaboration between Roger Waters and David Gilmore. And we talked about the bandmates and how David and uh, Roger worked together, kind of like that, um, that push and pull. And then somebody told me yesterday, and I was recording the Star Wars podcast, with my buddy, uh, Chris, Dom and Reese. And Reese mentioned that uh, he said he saw a meme somewhere that said, if, if there was no drama or conflict in your band, then your band kind of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a lot of conflict in all of our greatest bands. Like there's just, there just is. And no greater conflict than Roger Waters and David Gilmore. But when they were clicking on all cylinders, they wrote these masterpieces. So this is, I'm so excited for you to hear this. Now, again, I will point to you between the voices of Roger and David, like we covered in our episode before. This is part two of that episode. So we're going to start off with the song, Hey You, which again, after side one ends with that goodbye, cruel world, mm -hmm. and he's just like, goodbye. And it's just complete <laughs> silence. Then you hear this, which is again, that great guitar work of David Gilmore than the vocal. So here we go, guys, with Hey You, Side 2 of Pink Floyd, The Wall. Ready? Here we go. All righty. Ooh, I like this. 
like that a lot. Right. It was like the perfect transition back in yep. like where we picked up off last week. And yep. it was like, okay, ah, yeah. Getting right back into it. Right. Because after the, uh, you know, goodbye cruel world, now it's mm-hmm. kind of like he's crying out, you know, hey, you. And again, it's the soft, you know, molasses of David Gilmore's hey, you sound. And then you're like, oh, then the whole mid bridge with the da 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 and then Roger, again, the Roger's voice, like, he's not like, you know, again, he won't he won't be confused with Bruno Mars again. I keep bringing right. up that. But you need that voice because that voice puts you into that character of that sound of like that, you know, the wall was too high as you can see and all this stuff. It's just so, like, it works. It's such I a... I feel like it carries a lot of emotion behind it because it's not, like, crystal clean like David's voice is. Mm-hmm. Like... I really feel like David could be like, I will kill you. And I'd be like, <laughs> oh, yay. And oh. I just feel like following along. But sure. but Roger's voices, it's like, it's that kind of music where it's like, it's not just gritty, but it's like you can really hear the desperation or like, you know, what he's really feeling or the, the yes. feelings that he's trying to convey with this character in the story that he's trying to tell. And it comes through so, so, so well and so, so good. Awesome. Absolutely. Hey, you, one of the greatest songs ever. When that whole beginning electric guitar with the capo and and then the background, the, the background, like just sound effects and stuff. It just works. I also wanted to say I love that they let the, the bass shine oh. in certain parts. It's not like it just gets buried no. under the mix with the guitar and stuff like that, which is super common. But it's like, yeah, when it when the music kind of ebbs and flows you just hear a bass line and you're like ooh. there was literally like a guitar solo and a bass solo in the yeah. song because it sounds like roger's playing like a fretless bass with that mm-hmm. kind of sound and it's just yeah it, it's 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 monster like he's a monster musician like those bass lines you just feel and it's a great mix because there's a lot of rock bands out there that that bass is either lost or it's just really just boring kind of a thing and roger definitely has something to say lyrically vocally and bass wise you know like it's yeah. it's the whole package and he's just the bass player in pink floyd you know because i mean my buddy billy just. that's what i mean my this is a backhanded compliment my buddy billy he's a bass player one of the greatest bass players in colorado known him since third grade and bass players always get dumped on because it's the lead singer the mm-hmm. lead guitar player the drummer's the cool one and that's like the bass player but no that's what i mean that's how amazing this band is roger the bass player of pink floyd and then but then i think of all my the great groups to bring back the beatles to you it's like paul mccartney is just a bass player that guy's a monster bass player mm-hmm. like all those songs and, and lyrically and vocally again so look out for those bass player like lead bands out there they're awesome oh yeah well and it's it's just awesome that roger is really like using all the tools in his chest you know it's like mm-hmm. You, you know, you say in the in the scheme of the band, he's just the bass player, but it's like, yeah, but he also is the vocals and the blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. And everything, it's like he, he uses all of his talents yes. to, to convey what he wants to convey, and that's awesome. And what was crazy as a kid, and I don't know, I'll have to get your take on this when the album's over, but I knew, because I would look at the album and I would just look at the lyrics sheet and all the, the handwriting, even the handwriting, I'll show you the album when we're done with this, because I have the album in my office. Ooh, okay. And it's all, actually, you know what, I'll go get it while you, so you can look at the album whilst you're listening to this. But even like the font, which isn't a font, it's actually Roger how he writes with those pin, oh. uh, ink quill kind of mm-hmm. uh, pens. Even his writing, like I just identified with Roger growing up 
because again, first of all, I thought Roger sang all the parts, so I thought Roger was just that good. <laughs> but just like the whole again, the direction, the art direction, the font, the way he wrote the wall. Like I used to write that the wall, and you Floyd fans know what I'm talking about the W A L L, and the way it just I just love and the, even the Pink Floyd, I would loop my P and the K the way it was, and the F L and the little O and the. It's just it's so like. It's them. It's like they're now you would call it today. You'd call it branding. Like they're the branding of Pink Floyd, <laughs> but that's really what it was. It was like that's what they look like. Like you couldn't confuse their logos and their lyrics, the way he wrote the lyrics out with like Aerosmith, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not you're not going to confuse this with Toys in the Attic or something. So right. I'm, I'll go get that as we listen to this next one. So the next song, guys, is is there anybody out there? And again, we're on our descent to madness. Our fictional character, Pink, is in a hotel room. He's thinking about the past. Clearly, sex, drugs, and rock and roll is not working for him, and he's just getting more and more isolated. So here we go. Follow along, guys. This is the next song, Is There Anybody Out There, from Pink Floyd's The Wall. Here we go. Okay. Wow, I really like that. The, right? the ending specifically, because you had mentioned while we were listening that you play the uh, the acoustic part all the time. I do. And then once it kicked in, I was like, oh, yep, uh-huh, yep. I've definitely heard this before. <laughs> yeah, and it, I played a, a standard acoustic, but on the classical with the nylon strings, it's just magic. It's just that, it's magic. Mm-hmm. I'll play for you before you go today. Oh yay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> lyrically, and again, the sound effects in the background, like just the ambient noises, the TV in the background, like mm-hmm. it's just one of those... Yeah. What yeah. else what else did you get from that one? Um yeah, I I'm glad that you told me that it was TV noise in the background cuz I did not pick up on that. I oh. did not know what that was. And yeah. so I was like, "Oh, that's what that is." Okay. Um but I just I like the um the going back and forth with the um the backup vocals to mm-hmm. you know when he says is anybody out there and it's just like it pulses in your yep. in your ear when you listen to it on the headphones, and I was like, "Ooh, I love, me chills. I love that you just said pulses." <laughs> seriously, because after Roger Waters left after the next album, after the final cut, you know, Floyd went on with the other three members, and one of the Pink Floyd live albums that they did um, that you you can get a lot of live Floyd without Roger. Um, there's still plenty of live stuff with Roger. You can find it on YouTube all day. But one of the live albums was actually called Pulse. Oh. And it has the great, when I show you the stage setup, you'll just recognize it as Pink Floyd because they always had the big round screen behind them and, mm-hmm. the, and the, like, you know, 20 members on stage playing this. But what was really cool was when the CD came out for the Pink Floyd, again, you Floyd fans will remember this, when the CD came out, it was Pink Floyd Pulse and it had a little red LED on the spine of the CD that would blink. So when we first got them in, they were all blinking. And so you'd set them on the shelf and it was pulsing. It was like a pulse to your heartbeat. It was like the 180 or whatever, 120, whatever it is. And then it was cool. But then, of course, the batteries died out. There's no way to like really, (laughs) you know, there's no way to like replace them or something. But it's really cool. I don't know if you guys remember that, that the pulse of that. But you're absolutely right because it is a pulse. Mm -hmm. And that's why it hits you. So awesome. Next song is called Nobody Home. And Roger sings this with that Roger, just I got a little black book with my points in. (laughs) And it's so good. And again, here we go, guys. Next song from Pink Floyd, The Wall, side two, Nobody Home. Here we go. And that's how it ends. Oh, wow. It just cuts off there. (laughs) Yeah, it goes right into the next song. But go ahead before I tell you my thoughts. 
Uh, so I picked up on a couple of things. I know that I said this uh, last time, and I'm probably going to sound like a broken record, but it just reminds me so much of the Beatles. Oh. The horn section, I'm like, oh. I, I, to the Beatles. <laughs> I think because of Michael Kamen might be doing that arrangement, I'd have to look on the uh, the credit sheets because, okay. yeah, it's definitely, yeah, uh, let it be kind of Abbey Road vibes because absolutely that's... Just like not sure. saying that they sound like oh, identical no. or like right. they stole all this from the Beatles, like no. none of that, but it seems like it came from the, the same time period or like, you know, they, I don't know, it just, it seems like... They just kind of go together in my mind. Yep. Um, but I also um, just was picking up on, you know, things in the lyrics where, you know, we're talking about how, you know, he was involved with, you know, the sex, drugs, rock and roll and all that stuff. And it's, it seems like his life is falling apart. And I noticed that, you know, he mentioned that he's got a piano and, uh, you know, a silver spoon on a chain. Yep. Um you know, indicating that he's got money, but it's it's not doing anything for him. Right. It's just there. Right. Um, and I thought that that was just so interesting that it's like, yep. you know, it, it's just one of those tales where it's like, this is what you thought you wanted. Now you have it. And exactly. You got the same problems, you know. <laughs> it's, it's the same problem. It's almost like in today's world, it would be like a Justin Bieber saying, I'm so lonely, 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 lonely. <laughs> But even that line, I'm well. I'll talk about a podcast. I'm going to put a Justin Bieber reference in there because in that song, which I don't mind, he says, "You know, what's the line?" Because you know him more than I do. The Bieber line where he says, um, "You know, I had it all, but no one to call." Yeah, something along those lines. I know what you're talking about. It's basically the same thing. It's like, yeah, you have it all, and you're all, but you're still isolated, and there's no one to share it with. And right. Well, I think yeah, I think that that's that's kind of the. the catch 22 or, or yep. whatever, where it's like, you know, you wanted this so bad and you did everything to get it. But it's like, you know, once, once you're at the top, it's like, it's lonely at the top, you know? I wonder if it's kind of like a, a Kurt Cobain thing. And again, um, and I'm just, I, I don't know, again, I'd have to really research it, but it's kind of like, I don't even know if the, the character of pink in this story really wanted this. I think he was just like, Uh, expressing himself and he became this and he never wanted it to begin with which is like the Kurt thing it's like I remember when Kurt got on the cover of Rolling Stone or Nirvana got on the cover of Rolling Stone and he was literally wearing a shirt that said corporate magazine still suck (laughs) like on the cover because that's right like he that wasn't his end game I don't think that's this is Pink's end game or Roger's end game I think it's just they ended up here and now it's almost going to do more harm than good because now they have the money to Mm -hmm. not work and be in the public and go lift your end of the log. They can just sit in their hotel room for months at a time and do blow and, you know, have hookers or whatever. And they're just going to like destroy themselves with that, that solitude. And it's, it's a danger. It's a risky little game, (laughs) but no, but you're getting, you're getting the tones that I am. And now remember, I for sure this like eight, nine or 10. And I was, I didn't know, what I was feeling until, like I said, later as it goes, you can go, oh, maybe that was what it was because at eight, I didn't think I had any issues and I don't think that I did, but I could still relate. So that's a great, yeah. again, we're talking a lot about that one song that's like two minutes. And I just want to give a special shout out also to Roger because yes, he doesn't have Gilmore's voice, which we mentioned over and over, but he really carries this tune. And when he hits that higher register, like when I get home to you, like that mm-hmm. just whole it sounds, it's gut-wrenching, like it, it, I just feel it, like Roger, I, I feel it, like I said, I'm not the world's greatest guitar player, but I can express myself with music, I can mm-hmm. grab my guitar right now and play how I'm feeling, and that's 
that's the win. Like, I don't need to play sweeping arpeggios and be, you know, sinister gates and all that stuff. You know, I can express myself. And I really get Roger really expresses himself on this album. And well, so, and that's what music should be. It sure. should just be about expression. You know, it shouldn't necessarily be, you know, what's going to make money or what's going to be played on the radio. Like, it should be expression. You should be able to feel it, feel whatever they're feeling. That's that's what makes good music good. Absolutely. Okay, next song, uh, Vera. It's called Vera. And I'll just let you listen to it. I won't preface it with anything. So here we go, guys. Follow along. We are on the song Vera, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Here we go. There you go. Wow. Right? <laughs> you know, they just cut you right off, and you're like, oh. <laughs> and then, well, no, again, when you go back and listen to this, like, don't stop it. Just, right, it, yeah. You'll see I it still, run yeah, into I'm each other. Do that. But now I'm getting all the Beatle vibes. Like, it said that you're making me picture the Beatles stuff. <laughs> I put like that the, on you. It's like the, <laughs> boo on you, on your cow. <laughs> it's like, uh. It's, it's like the Beatles were in major, and the, this is the same chords in minor, and it's like making yes. it sound like, yay, the four. That's exactly it. It feels like they're two sides of the same coin. Yes. That's awesome. So what else did you uh, feel? Uh, so I, I'm picking up that each song, maybe not Hey You, I can't remember now, um, but it, each song starts with those TV sounds in the background. So he's, it sounds he's in the like hotel. it sounds like that's like that's all he's doing is he's just stuck in this hotel room. Right. The, he's got the thirteen channels. There's nothing on. Right. Sort of thing. Um, the the one thing that was like Ugh, was that sharp like violin note where it was yep. just like nails on a chalkboard, right. and I was like, oh, okay. Right. Um, but then, you know, I it kind of goes along with the whole album where it's like something is very staccato or very like abrupt. Uh And then you've got like the, ah, of like the strings and everything in the background and it makes it light again. So it's like this, this constant battle of, you know, the, the soft and the gritty Mm -hmm. battling back and forth. And I, I feel like that says something about, you know, this character's like mental state or something like that, where it's like, he's really lonely and like calling out for help but he's also like got all these problems that just like won't 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 let him rest and so it just it feels like there's that battle in his head and maybe that is part of it and you're right and then i will preface this next song which is bring the boys back home because for me the last like couple of songs he's in the hotel room listening to the tv in the background the noises having all these thoughts about, does anybody remember her? Is there anybody out there? Can somebody hear me? You know, blah, 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 bring the boys back home. And then we go into, again, probably the greatest Pink Floyd song ever written called Comfortably Numb. Mm -hmm. And Comfortably Numb is basically, so Pink, again, the character Pink, has a show tonight. Like, well, he's in the hotel room, fading into drugs and madness and Meanwhile, across the street at the garden or whatever, they're like, where is he at? We got a show to do. So they literally break in the hotel room and they grab him and they're like, come on, it's time to go. We got to go. And they basically give him more drugs to make him comfortably numb. So on with the show, we got to go, we got to go, you know, kind of a thing. So that's what's coming up really quick. So um, we're going to play Bring the Boys Back Home really quick. Then after that is comfortably numb. So here we go with Bring the Boys Back Home, guys. Here we go. Oof. Ooh. Right? You hear how all those uh, counterpoints come back? Like, mm-hmm. the, wrong, do it again. And is there anybody out? Hello? Come you feeling okay? Right, right. 
got a suitcase in the corner. And, right. So it seems like everything's coming to a head. Right. Like this is the the buildup of everything that we've heard so far. Yep. He's he's going over the deep end. Yep. Um, I like what you said um, while we were listening to it, that it sounds like, you know, there's some sort of patriotic thing on TV and he's like yelling along with it. Because once you said that, I was like, that's totally what it sounds like. Yeah. Because you've got one thing, you know, all of the patriotic stuff in your right ear and then you've got him yelling in the left ear. Right. Uh, But yeah, so I, I really like that. And yeah, I can see how this leads into Comfortably Numb now. Right, and here we go again with probably the greatest Pink Floyd song ever. Greatest lyrics, greatest interchange between Roger singing the, the verses. And you really feel the pain, and then Roger or David coming in with that silky smooth voice. Then the two guitar solos in the song, and the guitar solos are, again, our top three of all time on anybody's list. And it just all came to fruition with this one song. So here we go, guys. The classic, Comfortably Numb, Follow Along. Here we go. There you go. Ah, I love that song. Right? <laughs> it's so good. I mean, I I want that last guitar solo to just go on forever. And what's great is, again, I'm going to tell you now, um, so I have Roger Waters' band live playing The Wall and David Gilmore, you know, Pink Floyd mm-hmm. playing The Wall live. And uh, in our theater, I'm going to play, play you some of their songs. Or, you know, one of these days when you come over, on Saturdays when we do movie day, um, you have to watch Pink Flo- or Roger Waters' The Wall because he still takes The Wall in its full production like he did in the late oh, 70s. Wow. Okay. And he plays every song on the album. And you should see the presentation because all the themes that are still, you know, were written in this time period in the late 70s are still relevant today in 2021. Yeah, absolutely. Like you can just show the image of this and it works. Show the image of today and it works. And it's kind of scary and kind of good. But it's it's something that yeah I definitely definitely have to uh, show you that so you can experience it and then like you said the guitar solo going on and on and on he does live and one thing about Gilmore with his style and his technique and he can hit those high notes but it's not like harsh it doesn't hurt mm-hmm. it's not like ow good lord you know like some of those poison souls you're like good lord <laughs> man like yeah. ow. And it's just you got to see the presentation of how the song comes across and if you haven't seen it live you just messing out because I remember when Roger Waters came to Colorado years ago for the wall, me and Sarah went, I'm like, we're going, like we're (laughs) seeing the wall and he builds the wall on stage during the whole presentation and it's fantastic. So I can't wait for you to see that, but what else did you take from this song? I, I wanted to say, so obviously I've heard that song a million times, like everyone else on the radio. Um, and I, I just love David's voice. Um, all day, every day. But um, I really wanted to point out, I love how Roger does his, <laughs> hello, anybody in there? Right, <laughs> like, right? I, I love it so much. I can't explain why, right. but it's like, cause it, it feels goofy, but at the same time, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's creepy. It's, it's authentic. Yeah. It's just, you're right. Like something's, something's not right. And he's, you know, he's trying to help, but he's doing it for all the wrong reasons and, right. and everything like that. And yeah, it's like listening to it again. I was like, his voice is really cool in this one. And what's, I dig it. And what I dig too is this is like, I love, I don't know the last time I listened to um, the wall with straight headphones. Cause normally I'm just blasting it in my office. 
But I love, I miss that. And again, you Floyd fans know what I'm talking about. Like, there's nothing like listening to Floyd um, it, with headphones. It's kind of like mm-hmm. listening to Tool now. Like, every, like, Tool comes out with an album every 15 years. But you have to <laughs> listen to it the first time with your headphones because there's so much going on and just encompasses you. But listening to Comfortably Numb Loud with the headphones was mm-hmm. just, like, magic. Like, it's so good. I love it because you can, you can hear every little, like, nuance and, you know, little things. I think in, uh, in the previous song there was, like, a little ding or something like right. that that you pointed out to me, and I was like, ooh. Well, because he says, <laughs> he goes, just a little pinprick. Yeah, that, <laughs> there you go. And that, you know, right, we got to go. Like, we got a show to do. We got to go. And what's funny is the next song is called The Show Must Go On. Ooh. And then after that, he hits the stage, and then he goes back to the very beginning of In the Flesh, and it's like In the Flesh Part 2, and it's very, he's talking to the audience like, oh, is this what you want? Look at this. Mm. And uh, with the whole cancel culture going on now kind of craziness, <laughs> um, I don't know if he could do this song because people are going to, like, run with it. So not with the show must go on, but the song afterwards, okay, which is called, um, the next song after that is In the Flesh again. It's It's... It's a, like a bookend of the very first song that you heard. And you, gotcha. you'll hear it, but it has updated lyrics for mm-hmm. our character once we got there. But they got Pink on stage. We got to go. The show must go on. So here is The Show Must Go On from Pink Floyd to the Wall. Here we go. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, I like. I <laughs> love it. I love those those two songs together, Comfortably Numb and then right into The Show Must Go yes. On. Yes. It, it feels like, yeah, they're, they're yep. two parts of a whole. Absolutely, and the whole "take me home, take me home." Like, and then it's <laughs> yeah. like there must be some mistake I did, and it's so smooth. Again, it's so good. I know. Like, I want a whole song with that verse, and it's just one verse, and then we're out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I want more. I want. more. I feel like they're very good at like giving you just like a taste, and they know that it's amazing, and they're like, nope, that's it. That's all you get. Interm- Moving on. It's intermittent <laughs> love. Like that's that. Right. That's a real thing. Like intermittent love, people subscribe to that and it destroys many people because that's how you control something right every time i hear that there must be some mistake i didn't mean to let them take away you know it's like i want a whole song with that mm-hmm. and it, it's not it's the only that's the only like 12 seconds i'll ever get in the pink floyd catalog <laughs> right. of that and i want that whole thing and it's so great so we're going to play the next two songs together because okay. how you said comfortably numb and the show must go on are, are great bookends in the Flesh takes us back to the first song with updated lyrics. Like, here's where we're at now, right? And then right after In the Flesh is my favorite song on the album. Even I like this song even more than Comfortably Numb because it's just wicked. It's run like hell. Okay. And you'll hear David's guitar, which, again, gets ripped off quite a bit. But it's just there's nothing like hearing this live, um, the beginning of Run Like Hell. And it's just, again, it goes one by one. So basically, In the Flesh... Pink is addressing his uh, constituents or whatever, like his fans, and he's basically lost his mind. He's like, yeah, we're going this way, guys. And they're like, yeah, we're going this way. And then, like, all hell breaks mm-hmm. loose, which turns into run like hell. Like, you better run like hell to get away from this madness that's heading your yeah. way that this guy's conjuring up. So, again, that's just how I feel from my chair. Okay. And I might be completely wrong. Roger might be like, what? This is about cheeseburgers. Well, it's, it's interpretation. <laughs> it's the same thing with writing, you know, like in English class, you know, when the teacher says, oh, this means this. And I'm like, does it really? Right. Is that what they intended? We don't know. So we have to just interpret it how, how we see fit. And I want you to tell me how you take it. So here we go. We're going to do two songs back to back, guys. In the Flesh and then Run Like Hell. So cue those up. And then we'll talk about them right when they end. Here we go. 
There you go. Wow, I really like that one. Isn't that awesome? Now, we did them back-to-back. So, In the Flesh, the second one is creepy as hell. Yeah. It's one of those, yeah, is this what you guys want? You know, you guys are going to, like, you guys aren't even, like, paying attention. You know, like, they'll follow their fault. It's like a false idol kind of a thing to me. Uh And then it's like, yeah, you know, like, he, like, turns them loose on the city or something. And it's like, run like hell. You better run. Mm -hmm. Run. Everyone's just running. Like, what is going on? Like, the madness is completely over... Like, it's just, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, I, I wanted to say, I just, I love that obviously we went full circle within the flesh and I like that the only difference between like the, the titles of that track and the beginning track is one question mark. And I was like, oh, so it's like in the flesh, in the flesh. Right. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Um, definitely the, the different lyrics, like. Yeah, he's he's kind of lashing out at some people. But but, but it also <laughs> says it also says like you know Pink stayed back at the hotel, so like we're here in his stead. Oh yeah, and I it, about it's that. like it's like it's in his brain. Like is he even there? Is it an alter ego? Is he just saying the most nonsensical thing ever to see? Right. Like again, you guys want like you guys will follow me? Okay, jump off the jump off the bridge, and people are just jumping. It's mm-hmm. like okay, <laughs> you know, kind right. of a thing. That's how again. That's how I've always taken that. You know. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, and then with Run Like Hell, uh, you had mentioned that that, um, that guitar oh, gets yeah. sampled all the time because my ears perked up and I was like, wait a minute. And I was like, no, I think I've heard this somewhere else. It doesn't. It just, it, again, it can put it on a loop for hours. Just that dun 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 It's just so pleasing. It's just so Pink Floyd-ish. You know, and it's more prevalent in this album than I think any of the other Floyd albums. But, again, I can't wait for you to, like, for us to break down Dark Side of the Moon. And you'll be like, whoa. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, Run Like Hell is just lyrically and musically and just that guitar and that again the second time you hear the roger waters scream that mm-hmm. is just fantastic so that's awesome okay we're coming up to the end so now we're on the song waiting for the worms and again worms is kind of like uh, a metaphor and you know what they say about people who speak in metaphors <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then he's basically, uh, after waiting for the worms, it's like, he, like, literally the song is called Stop. Like, he, I want to go home. And then comes the trial in his brain. So we're going to do the next two songs back to back because they go together. They're really short songs. Okay. One is Waiting for the Worms. That's the next song. And then we're going to go right into the song Stop, which is like literally like 30 seconds. Okay. So here we go. Waiting for the Worms. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Oof. <laughs> Right? Yeah. It's that duality again of like David singing the old, you know, cannot reach me now. And it's like, ah, yeah, waiting for the worms. And Right. I like that the I like that the beat was like knocking on a door or a wall or something. Like oh, yeah. they're trying to get him to come out. Exactly. Uh, and the um, you know, the person on the microphone in the background is all yelling. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I thought was interesting, so when he's saying that he's waiting for the worms, you know, uh, I first took that to mean as like, you know, he's just waiting to die, basically. Um, but then when he when he changes the wording to follow the worms, when he's talking about, you know, if you want right. to, you know, if you want to know more about this or something, follow the worms. And so I was like, is he t- like talking about like the crowd 
like or it could even be like the society bull, or, or the, like <laughs> or again metaphor or the bull crap you know you want to like right or or the flies, like, like the yeah. flies are buzzing around the crap and it's like if you go back to the beginning of this song the first song in this side too of hey you when it's all like hey you and it's all again all pretty and perfect but then when roger comes in it's like and the worms ate into his brains mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing it's like he's slowly like decaying so follow the worms, like, why am I having these thoughts? And then it goes right into the, the, the you know, stop. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into the song stop. And he's like, have I been guilty this whole time? Like, am I, like, what's wrong with me? Right. And what's crazy is how it leads up to <clears throat> the next song, excuse me, is called The Trial, where he's having literally the trial in his mind. Like, and people do this quite a bit probably because it's always like you take, um, it's kind of like you take collateral damage in your brain of like where you've been who you are, where you're going kind of a thing. And so mm-hmm. this is Pink, the character again, Roger Waters, talking about um, he's on trial for his thoughts, basically, and for everything that he's done. And so one of the first thing he says, and this is a very theatrical song, like it's going to sound like, you know, it could be a Hamilton or something, right? It's like <laughs> it should be on Broadway. And it's, he says, good morning, worm, your honor. And again, there's that worm thing. It's like, oh. does worm represent all the bad people in his life or do worms represent that they're always around crappy stuff or the worm mean like, you know, like bad influences on him. Or, I, every, yeah. Like what, it, what does it mean to him? But I like it, that it could, it could mean a lot of things. I like that. That's kind of open-ended in a way. Right. I agree with that. So what we're going to do is again, the next two songs back to back and then this is pretty much the end of the album, but the next song is the trial and then outside the wall. Okay. So, that's literally the last two songs of the album. So now our character, Pink, our fictional character, these are fictional characters, Joe. <laughs> um, here's, he's on trial for all the thoughts that we've just gone through. So mm-hmm. tell me what you think about this. Here we go. We're going to go the trial and the very next song, which is called Outside the Wall, because we want to get him outside of his wall that he's been building around his, mm-hmm. himself this whole time. And then we'll get your wrap-up thoughts on that. So here we go with okay. the trial and then Outside the Wall. Thus concluding The Wall by Pink Floyd. Here we go. And that's how it ends. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. The uh, the trial, for whatever reason, reminded me of Alice in Wonderland. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> like and when they put her on trial. Sure. When I said Event Sevenfold, because what's that song? The... um. The really kooky, crazy, like, um, it, oh. so, it sounds like the wall one. It's the, Yeah, um, I know which one you're talking about. Did you forget the name of it? I did. Oh, <laughs> my. Right now. You know, um, you know what I'm talking about, but yeah, it, yeah, it's all taken from that, but go ahead. Um, I, I just wanted to say, like, uh, the, the trial um, and even outside the wall definitely are songs I feel like um, would do well with, with a visual component, like being able to see the different characters that he's playing um going into outside the wall um at the very end it seems like you know he's a narrator and like okay right that's that's the end of the story kids and And you know the kids voices in the background and you're like ooh, this is like a weird sort of like almost fairy tale ending but like the the wrong kind and the reason why i I switched microphones really quick so i can get closer to you because i want to show you because you said you you haven't seen the inside you haven't seen any of the packaging on the wall right Mm -mm. so i wanted to show you that because it's representative inside and the artist that does the art is so unique and it's going to blow your mind so i got to get your i got to get your uh reactions on this so hold on one second Okay, so 
here you go. So clearly here's the outside of the album. You know, mm-hmm. It's a wall. And then now they made this a sticker, but you can see what I'm talking about, the font, like the way Roger writes yeah, that. Yeah, I like his, his writing. Isn't it great? And then the inside sleeves have all the names of the songs and all the lyrics and mm-hmm. written in his hand. So his hand, his penmanship is just awesome. Mm-hmm. So the back of the album is the wall. It's all the walls, sure. all the walls, all. So here's the inside. And you guys, you Floyd guys know what I'm talking about. So here we go. Here's the inside. Here's the characters. Oh, wow. Oh, my. What is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a wall. And yeah. inside the walls, you're going to see different pieces. Mm-hmm. This is the judge. You guys know, what it's basically, it's an ass. Oh. You see his leg? <laughs> it's an ass. And they put two eyes, and there's the judge's wig oh on there. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So, judge, an ass. Mm-hmm. Here's the marching hammers, which you'll see in the movie, which mm. I have the shirt with the marching hammers, so you'll see what that's all about. Uh, the plane the coming plane, in. yeah. This is fantastic. This is a portrait of his mother. Oh. And you can see her, her arms trying to wrap him in form mm-hmm. a wall. Oh. Okay. Here's the schoolmaster. Uh-huh, ooh. That's the evil, you know. Yeah. We don't need no education. That's the schoolmaster. That's his wife. Okay. Crazy lady Creepy. wife. Here's the other court jester. Mm-hmm. Here's him in school. There's the worms. There's him. I want to go home in jail. Mm-hmm. These are just parts of the, his brain inside of the wall. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the artwork. Wow. And it's, it's classic. It's, again, it's, go to any hot topic, <laughs> and you will see these characters on shirts because that's his, this is the artwork for it. So that's the mom, the wife, the schoolmaster, the judge, you know, the worms, the school, the classroom. Wow. So, yeah, so that's that's it. That's what it looks like. Who, who did the art? Um, it's on here, too. Let me see. It is. So the album was produced by Bob Ezrin, uh, Gilmore, and David uh, so it says produced by Bob Ezrin, David Gilmore, and Roger Waters. Mm-hmm. Roger Waters is listed last, but he clearly put in alphabetical order. Right. <laughs> we get it, Roger. We know it was all you, dude. So words and music to the entire wall were by Roger Waters, except for um, four songs. Young Lust, uh, Comfortably Numb, Run Like Hell, and The Trial. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to see if it has. Um, yeah, see, it was Michael Kamen and Bob Ezrin did the orchestra stuff. So that's why. We get the uh, the Beatle vibes. Gotcha. Um, the sleeve design was by Gerald Scarif, Scarfy, Scarfy, I apologize, S-C-A-R-F-E, and Roger mm. Waters. Oh, wow. Um, it was recorded in France. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, this is, so it was always, and I remember this, again, as like an 8, 9, 10-year-old, and opening up the album and going, whoa! Um, I can't imagine listening Hey, Troy, to this. is that a buttocks? Is that a butt? <laughs> like, it's literally a butt, right? <laughs> And then, yeah, dealing with the lyrics and stuff, but I would just sing along to it and whatnot. So um, let me go ahead and switch. Uh, well, actually, yeah, let me switch back to the, uh, the other okay. one. Sorry, Rocky. My doggie wants to stay in the studio, and I'm like, he's always underfoot. Mm-hmm. Trampled underfoot, Led Zeppelin. We're going to break <laughs> down some Zeppelin later. Ooh. But all in all, what is your final take? Give me your final thoughts on Pink Floyd the Wall. I'm so glad you finally listened to the uh, whole thing. Yeah, and I'm did you so like happy. side one more, side two? Just tell me any of your thoughts. Go. Uh, I would have to get back to you on that because now that I've listened to side two, I cannot remember side one. Let's listen it up. Cue <laughs> no. in the flesh. Here we go. No, <laughs> but um, I would say as a whole, I I think this is uh, it's its own masterpiece. You know, I think that there were so many ideas, um, so many stories that they wanted to tell. And uh, I think that it's great that it 
it seemed to all kind of flow into the other um, and, and create one cohesive story um, throughout the album. Like I said, I, I feel like there should definitely be a visual component, which you told me obviously there is. Right. Um, so I would love to see that as well, just to kind of fill in some of the gaps because right. what, what's hard for me sometimes is that, um, and this goes along with me reading things, is that I feel like I have to like follow along with, with things. And so sometimes things are lost to me if I'm only listening. Um, so I, I feel like it's, uh, it's great that we were able to just watch or the, uh, we were able to follow along with the lyrics while we were listening to it. Um, but I would definitely love to just see what the, the visions were behind the, the lyrics and the music and everything. But overall, I think it's fantastic. Like I said, it's a classic for a reason. I'm, so sorry it's taken me so long to listen to this <laughs> <laughs> almost 28 years but you know good lord better late than never absolutely and for me again it's top three floyd albums for me ever because again i go back to animals um because of that whole theme throughout animals sheep dogs and um pigs and then wish you were here which is the song about you know wish you were here then welcome to the machine and then um, have is there's just so much stuff that they do but as a concept album and as my little brain because of course as a kid in the schoolyard we all want to sing we don't need no education <laughs> and then you know diving deep into this album for 30 40 years like I said I still get stuff out of it it still affects me mother still affects me a certain way that comfortably numb run like hell and I cannot wait to show you the visuals so maybe we'll do that on another show where we'll I want to play you again this could be like a Hamilton Broadway play because there's so much stuff going on but the actual concept for this was a film and so Mm -hmm. there is a film Pink Floyd the Wall was a movie so we have to watch not only the live Roger Waters presentation of the wall in its entirety but we also have to watch the movie the wall and the wall used to be a great again showing my age but um, they used to be always on the weekends Fridays and Saturdays like the Gates Planetarium Laser Floyd in uh on all the uh theaters every friday and saturday night midnight movies were a thing and they would always play pink floyd the wall was always playing at midnight in westminster westminster five or westminster six and me and donna donna steins we would go almost every other week to just go watch pink floyd the wall and it's just (laughs) it's crazy movie but yeah it will definitely put all of the visuals into it i still prefer even though roger's showing me i think the concert is more of a is more of the um staple presentation of the wall and then the movie, because even the movie, I was like, that's what that was? But for me, it's still, you had to, you have to listen to it first. Yeah. And form your own brain. I didn't even want to show you the, in, the interior art. You got to form your own visuals mm-hmm. while listening to the, the music. And then you form your own opinion and blah, blah, blah. And then you can add to it kind of a thing. So, yeah. anywho, um, thanks, guys, so much for listening. We're going to do more of these. Uh, next week, Brittany's going to have an album that she wants me to listen to. Yay, my turn. You're in. I can't wait, so I'll listen to it. And I'll give you my thoughts on that and stuff. But thank you guys so much for listening and joining us on this. And this is From My Chair with Carlos. We do shows every Monday, so please subscribe. Turn on your notifications so you don't miss a single episode. And thank you so much, Brittany. I love you. And thank you for listening to Pink Floyd The Wall. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. This music's too happy after the Floyd. I know. Waiting for the worms. <laughs> Follow the worms. Follow the yellow brick road. <laughs> Bonjour.